0: Randy how you doing? Doing great just watched a good Penn State Michigan game and ready to get into this. What was the final score? I turned it off. 20 to 21 I believe. Michigan had a chance fourth and goal and dropped the ball. Sounds like Michigan. (laughs) Um, So
1: along with Randy we do have a guest on this episode Nathan Joyce. Nathan how you doing tonight? Um,
2: Doing good man just uh pumped that you guys are having me on. And, uh, always always, uh, always good to hear Michigan dropping the ball at the, uh, the end of a game as a Michigan State fan. So,
1: Oh, nice. Nice. Um, so, Nathan, I know you have something you want to talk about really quick. How about going into that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, me and uh, two of my co-hosts, we actually have a show. It's called For Fantasy's Sake. Um, it's just a local uh, fantasy football show here where I'm from in the, the Quad Cities and we uh we have a little bit of a situation on hand we had a a high school student here uh locally that is um he's battling a little bit of i I, it's not even a little bit it's a it's a life threatening um illness here it's called viral myocarditis and it's basically just a an infection that is uh attacking his heart so we are trying to raise raise money for he and his family and, um, we're selling shirts and all the proceeds are going for, um, towards his family for that. So, uh, if you head over to our Facebook and Twitter, our, um, the link is there. Our Twitter is at FFSQC, and you can find us on Facebook at for fantasy sake QC. And, uh, the link is pinned right there to the top of our, uh, page there. So shirts are $15. And like I said, all the proceeds go to help out that family. And uh, we're just trying to do something good with the platform that we have.
1: Yeah, that, that's definitely awesome. Um, we're also going to put the link in our description page so you can find it there as well. Um, and also, we have discussed we want to, to do something for um, this this uh, fundraiser. So we've talked about donating a dollar per every listen of this episode of The Cut um, in in shirts, I don't know how that translates, but um, we're going to figure out and do what we can. Um, so for every listen of this episode, our Cut staff is going to donate a dollar. So like, share, subscribe. Um, I guess the subscribe doesn't really matter in that case, but while you're liking and sharing, and subscribe to us, um, as you guys know, we're at the Cut FFL. Um, you can support our podcast as well on Anchor. And then subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. So let's get into our DFS lineup. So typically we do DraftKings. Um, we do just a standard lineup build. Um, Nathan, I know you're you're at least I know you're writing articles and you're you're big in the DFS community. Am I correct? Yeah, I love
2: I love DFS. This is um, I got into DFS like right after it. Really hit a boom in like 2012 or 2013, and um, just my particular preferences, I really only play DraftKings because you know it's the best. So, yeah, um, for sure. I'm glad that you guys drive with DraftKings, FanDuel's <laughs> not myself.
1: I'm a full PPR guy. I mean, come on, exactly. You know? So are we? Yeah, for sure. So um, typically, what we do is we go through our, our quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and defense. We we do a standard lineup. Randy, let's get right into quarterbacks. Who are you looking at this week as maybe some values or just maybe taking top guys? What are you thinking?
0: I mean, there's not really a bunch of strong values this week. I mean, we've gone as low as we can with Kyle Allen before. Uh, pretty much the lowest you're going to go this week is gardner Minshew, but that's not always going to be the greatest matchup. There's a solid chance for, Fournette just runs the ball 40 times, which is outrageous, but it could happen. <laughs> So it, it's going to be more of a middle-tier, upper-tier kind of day. So pretty much anywhere between Deshaun Watson and, what, Daniel Jones. So, I mean, that's usually like the top ten people. I know we've discussed on our show Josh Allen, Kyle, Kyler Murray, and Lamar Jackson obviously is going to be great, especially after that huge week last week. I don't know which way you guys are leaning fully. Uh, Nathan, you got a call you want to go with here?
2: Well as like the the resident Josh Allen probably lover pretty much everywhere. Like I love Josh Allen. But yes. his price tag this week is like what actually happened? Like I was just talking to you guys like you know pre-show about how their pricing was sharp. But Josh Allen being priced I think he's like fifth highest quarterback this week. Yeah. yeah. What what happened? <laughs>
0: like I so, understand it's so- Miami. That's that's yeah. it. That's everything that happened is Miami. I believe his pricing was like fifty eight or fifty nine hundred two weeks ago. Obviously, they had the buy last week, but they're just tired of people just overplaying the Miami matchup, so they're going to make you pay for him this week. And because Josh Allen really, he's he's been doing great in fantasy, but he's not had that explosive day. He's going to give you a really safe floor, but when you're paying this high, you kind of want that over explosive of maybe even a better running attack of Lamar Jackson or Kyler, even maybe Russell Wilson, who knows? Well, I think that's,
1: that's the thing. Like you can pay $200 more. So Josh Allen's 6,500 Kyler Murray is 6,700 and Kyler has been far and away better than Josh Allen. I know he's not playing the dolphins, but I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah. I love, I love Josh Allen, but like, I don't know if the ceiling is necessarily there this week, so maybe maybe he rushes two in and throws for one. But like, what are the realistic chances that he's going to give you like thirty?
0: slim to none. <laughs> He'd yeah. need what two? At least two rushing touchdowns have a shot. He's not really going to throw four hundred yards. So yeah, I mean. If if we're not going one of the top three of Watson, Jackson, or Murray, I think between us it's just Ryan or Goff a little bit cheaper. But I Absolutely. have no problem paying up for one of the top three this week. They're they're going to be power plays pretty much.
2: The only thing with Allen, though, like at that price tag, is that just going to decrease his ownership and actually make him like a real tournament play then?
0: Yeah. I I mean, out of the top five, he's definitely the lowest ownership percentage but like we said if, if it's going to be the difference between 18 points and 26 for $100 more i think i want to pay up there and just try and uh, eat a little bit more chalk than allen <laughs> yeah so so who do we want to lock into our lineup then well but i mean i personally for like 3 weeks on our show we've said kyler murray I'm fine with that, but I really like Lamar Jackson, even though it's Seattle. I I still love him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: I, I'm a little lower on
1: Lamar than I am Kyler this week. Uh, yeah. For those of you that didn't listen to the Thursday episode, Sean mentioned that we did our our personal rankings um, and got some consensus rankings between the three of us, uh, Sean, Randy, and myself. However, we did not get those posted in time, so those are not available for you guys to look at. But I had Kyler as my number one quarterback this week. Um, so I am on board with Kyler and that's someone like, I don't think Kyler's that great of a quarterback. Um, I think he's, he's very fantasy relevant because of his legs. And I think that this is a good opportunity for him to use his legs and get in the end zone a couple of times. Nathan, what do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I guess if I would have to lean one way, uh, between Lamar and Kyler, um, I I really I I'm a Lamar Jackson guy so um, I I'm hoping that he doesn't draw a ton of ownership because it's just I don't know i I'm never one to shy away from just trying to take the low owned play but I, I if I had to lean I would go Lamar
1: sounds Let's good go. to me so we, we can lock Lamar into our lineup um, so that'll put $6,800 out of commission. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the running back position. Yeah, there's I always been all the money. Yeah, so yeah, there's some top-end guys that I'm really loving this week. Uh, we mentioned Leonard Fournette already, but Dalvin Cook's always a good play, and Saquad's is back. So what are you guys thinking about the running back position this week? Randy, we'll start with you.
0: Uh, I don't want to touch Barkley Personally, they didn't make him any cheaper. Like They literally just left his price from the start of the year. I know he's got a lot less ownership than pretty much everyone else at the top, but we just spent up at quarterback. I think it'd be smarter to at least go down a little bit to Dalvin Cook, who's got a pretty good matchup. The Lions kind of got run all over last week by two running backs, and Cook's going to dominate again like he always does. Obviously, four nets – I think he was our consensus number one running back of the week. So we love him, but so does everyone else. <laughs> so while I personally in other lineups am using him for sure, I don't know if we want to use him in this kind of aspect because his ownership's the highest of the slate. So there's price downs like Marlon Mack, Derek Henry You can use both or either of the San Francisco running backs. You both should eat. Uh, I know Latavius Murray ownership's going to keep going up, even though they got one of the harder matchups of the week. Josh Jacobs is way too cheap for how good that line's been playing lately, and himself. And Carlos Hyde's one of the better cheapest options at only forty seven hundred. Anyone stick out to you, Nathan?
2: Uh, I obviously I love Fournette. I own Fournette like everywhere in seasonal, <laughs> but uh, haven't been paid off with like the two touchdown game yet. So knowing my luck in DFS, it'll probably come this week when he's like the mega chalk, and everybody else gets to enjoy it with it. So, um, what do you think about Chris Carson? Five hundred cheaper than Fournette, sixty five hundred. He's getting a ton of work.
1: Yeah, I love it. I'm a huge Chris Carson guy, and I don't think that that Baltimore defense is really that good. I I know they're middle of the road right now, but. Their, their run defense isn't something I'm really afraid of at all. I watched Nick Chubb run all over them. So uh, so
0: my, my only uh, counterpoint to that is I think their rush defense is right about 14th overall right now. But that's with two games without Brandon Williams in the middle. To, he's the really the run stopper, and he's the reason Chubb got to eat that much. Chubb still would have gotten 70 yards, and Carson could easily still get 70 yards here. I believe he's three straight games over 100 he should get a touchdown. And I kind of expect Seattle to be up, so I don't hate it. And if we're going away from the chalk of Fournette, that's a pretty good option in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Penny or anyone's taking any snaps. Yeah.
2: No. Penny is he even gonna be active. Like well, they, they've just like DNP'd him before, just like inactive. And it, even when he's been active, they just haven't used him, so yeah.
0: It, it seems it seems the games that Carson's a lock in, and he's not going to lose his job. Penny's available, and the ones that oh no he fumbled, we don't know. Penning's like ah, I don't want this workload. Just I'm going to sit out. <laughs> <up." laughs> it's it's what's ha- it's been two straight times it's happened. It's so confusing. So one one other
2: name I wanted to bring up, you brought up Dalvin Cook, and obviously I love Dalvin Cook. That guy, I I love guys that are just going to take massive loads of carries and touches. So that's why guys like Barkley and Fournette are guys that I really jive with. But one name right below Dalvin Cook is David Johnson. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So I,
0: I apparently went over his name and didn't know it. Uh, <laughs> he's on the dock. That's my fault. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I I love David Johnson. I especially love
1: him this week. I still I know last week he went into Sunday with A questionable status and we're looking at that again and the only thing that kind of concerns me here is that uh, Chase Edmonds has looked good enough that if David Johnson sits out a game against the New York Giants the Cardinals probably feel they can still win the game because the Giants defense isn't great I mean I don't think it's anything that uh, Cliff Kingsbury is going to worry about so I just worry that we put him in our lineup and then Chase Edmonds gets the start and most of the work because they need to get David Johnson healthy.
0: Well, I mean, he had 28 points last week and he uh, I think his percentage went down to about 60% of snaps. So if you're okay. if he's a little healthier this week and it jumps up to 65, are we looking at 30 points? I mean, he's if he's any kind of healthy, he's gonna play. And they know for a fact if they don't think he's full go. They have a serviceable back that they trust. So I don't see them rushing Johnson in only half healthy. So if he's playing, he's he's good to go. Yeah. So do you want to play him, though, with that risk? <laughs> I'd rather play him than Cook just because Cook and Fournette's ownership is just so high. Obviously, you can use him in a lot, especially cash games, but we've played GPP for the most part. So I definitely like him as a pivot to Cook.
2: The, uh, the one thing with Johnson too is that they usually play the like the 325 well, excuse me 425 games for you guys 325 for me'll me. <laughs> yeah, right. um, so just we'll just call them the late games <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> uh, um, but they're on the east coast this week so we're gonna know you know if he's active or inactive so I think that's an advantage that we have this week and I, I think we should really capitalize on that because usually, you're going to be stuck waiting and just like sitting on your hands for a while. So now that we're going to know that information, I just think that this could be a prime DJ spot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely cool with it. That was just my, my one little concern.
0: Yeah. I'm definitely fine with them here, especially because so many people are starting off their lines with cook. Um, And obviously if Johnson's out, we can pivot to one of the chalk options just to help us out. But I don't think he's out at all. I think right. he's full go.
2: Right, right. And if and if he is out, just lock in Chase Edmonds. Like, yeah, exactly. Definitely. Yeah, and you're going to tinker the rest of your lineup, but Chase Edmonds is an absolute lock at that point.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um so let's lock him in and move on to the second running back. I think it's got to be Josh Jacobs. Um I think the Josh Jacobs probably is the best value at running back that I've seen in a, in a while Um, just because of how productive he was in his last game. The fact that they had two weeks to prep for this game, their line is getting healthy. The only concern would be everyone else sees that and he's highly owned, but I don't know that I would necessarily worry about that. What do you guys think about Josh Jacobs?
0: Uh, I mean, he's got, I believe the third highest ownership of the slate because of this price. I really don't understand why is this low just because he had such a great game against the bears. The line is fully back, even though incognito has gotten a few bad penalties here and there, but they're looking healthy except at wide receiver. And I think that's a decent problem, but it also may make them run more The the major issue with Jacobs is if green Bay comes out hot, goes up 14 nothing his touches might go just stay at 10 instead of going 20 plus
1: green Bay starting alan lazard at wide receiver though so listen
0: i understand but i mean but they have two running backs that can break an 80 yard run well what one one and a half i guess i'm not sure williams is breaking at 80 i guess i should say yeah nathan what do you think
2: i like jacobs this week um I I'm really baffled by the projected ownership number for him especially with guys like Carrion Johnson um just $100 more than him and Latavius Murray now who's going to be the lead back for New Orleans this week with Kamara out. So I I guess I'm just a little shocked by the ownership number that Jacobs is carrying. Um I'd be interested to see that probably tomorrow morning just to just to see what people are probably doing and pivoting to once they get in and start tinkering with their lineups but um, I don't think Jacobs is a bad play at all so I would be comfortable putting him in if you guys are
1: What do you guys think about Joe Mixon being (laughs) $5,000?
0: Nope, not no I agree (laughs) Nathan, what's your take? I, I I gave a spiel on Thursday's show so maybe I'm not the best one to talk to about this. So I
2: love Joe Mixon but like that line is just atrocious. And I, I mean, wh- how many times are you going to see Joe mix it at $5,000? Like that's the thing <laughs> that you have to ask yourself. But at the same time, do you really want to plug your nose and just like plug your nose, close your eyes and just pray to God that things go
0: your way? I don't, <laughs> I, I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. And uh, also I want to, I want to do a little bit of correction. I did a, uh, uh just look at an updated projection, and Chris Carson's jumped up to 23%, and Derek Henry's jumped up to 22 So Jacobs is about fifth or sixth ownership percentage now. Okay.
2: That makes a so little bit more sense. Yeah, it's a
0: little bit, little bit better for the price. I, I know Murray's jumped up at least a 10 or so now, just because the last day or so, that's all anyone's been talking about. Speaking yeah.
2: of speaking of Mixon though, I'm I'd be really interested to see the ownership that he garners this weekend just based on that
1: price alone.
0: Right now it's at twelve percent. Really? And what's yeah. Jacob's one more time? It's nineteen still. So man. Um Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, crazy, right? <laughs> like
1: you almost want to take your shot that Mixon. Defies all odds. Jacksonville's not really that good against the run, as much as they are perceived to be a great running defense. They're not that good. Yeah. Do you take your shot? <laughs> like I said, how
2: many times you can see Joe Mixon at five thousand? But at it's, the same time, like you're, you just ran your fingers through your hair, and that's like the the yeah, next reaction I don't want that everybody, you just like, what do I do? You're like, am I ever going to see this again? Maybe I don't it's,
0: know. Probably. It's tempting, but it's tempting, but my thing is Carrion's probably not going to be this low again either. And he has a probably a little bit better matchup. And because everyone's been bumping up, Breeders' Ownerships dropped to, all the way to 3% and Coleman's dropped too. So, I don't I mean, they're a little bit more expensive, but only like $300. I mean, I like I personally,
1: You like Coleman this week?
0: Yeah.
1: See, I personally think that this is Brita's week. Uh, Sean, on our Thursday show, one of his starts of the week was Tevin Coleman. Um,
0: man, would I you said, want to
1: put one of those two in? You would have said Brita.
0: I, I would have said Brita, but I've said it enough this year. I can't do a back-to-back week. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Brita's more of the pass-catching back. and I
0: mean, Yeah, which is odd. <laughs> yeah,
2: which it, it is, but... So are they really going to need to pass that much against Washington? I don't know. Well, There's a lot of revenge narratives in that whole game, like with the the coaching staff. I don't know if you guys heard what Shanahan said. Um, So I don't know. Maybe he just wants to run it up.
0: I I think he does too, and I think that's why both these guys get like 15-plus touches, and maybe even that's just 15-plus rushes. And then, <laughs> plus the passing work. Uh, nice. I mean, I think they go full tilt. I mean, I don't think we see Mostert really, who's actually banged up and might not play. I don't think we really see him until the fourth quarter when they're up a ton. So, I mean, the, I'm fine locking in one of them. I'm also still fine locking in Jacobs or carry on. And, and then maybe coming back as a flex option.
2: I feel that Jacobs is going to be the lower own between he and carry on, to be honest. I feel like I've yeah. heard so much about carry on Johnson this week. Um, I'm, I'm really, I really am shocked by the ownership projection that Jacobs is carrying.
1: Yeah. It's just yeah, how it so, is. Yeah. So let's put Josh Jacobs in our, our RB two slot. Okay. And then t- typically after we get done with running backs, we like to slide down to the cheaper options. Um, let's look at tight end. For now,
0: um,
1: tight end is a <laughs> position I want to spend up on this week, actually. I was going to
0: say, that's the cheaper option?
1: Um, yeah, so, what going with. so there are like eight or nine guys that, that I really like at tight end this week. Um, Hunter Henry definitely being one of them. Uh, Nathan, what are you thinking about the tight end position this week? Anyone to lock for you?
2: Uh, I think everyone's going to lock in Evan Ingram. I know that $6,500 price tag is... is uh pretty expensive, but everybody knows the flow chart and how it goes against Arizona. Um but I'm actually I'm actually more in on Mark Andrews, especially with the news that Marquise Brown is um uh, I think he's leaning more toward doubtful. So yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark Andrews always soaks up at least like seven to eight targets. So you take him out of the game, he's probably gonna see increased targets, give him like two, three more. Um and I, I think it'd be a good correlation play with uh with Jackson.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that Andrews is probably my favorite tight end in the league right now. Um <clears throat> he's just he's a target hog. Um him and Darren Waller both. Randy, what do you think about Andrews this week?
0: I love him. Seattle's actually one of, like a top uh bottom third team against tight ends. They try and cover everything else. And Obviously, if we liked Lamar Jackson enough to play him, I'm fine with using his only target, really. So <laughs> I'm great, especially with who we chose a quarterback. For me, it's only like this section of four. I'm not going to play Kittle or Ingram. It's either Hooper, Andrews, Waller, or Henry, just because of pricing and opportunities. And Waller's still a little bit banged up, so I'd probably lean away from that. And maybe even if Waller's out somehow, maybe playing Moreau, but that's in a different tournament. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw Waller. He lost his um, injury tag. So he is nice. full go going into the game tomorrow, which is good news for you, greater fan. Um,
0: <laughs> there, I, I it's going to be a lot more uh, 12 personnel because of Williams most likely being out. So I, that just helps Jacobs for us, anyways. So, I'd I'd I say Andrews is a is a lock for us, especially because uh, I do like Henry's pricing better. Obviously, but he's a lot more ownership, the highest of the week. So I'm fine moving away to a just as good an option in my eyes. Yeah.
1: Um. So I don't think we need to spend much more time on the tight end position. Uh- <laughs> well, we
0: can we can cover uh, uh, Gerald Everett, Darren Fells, Dawson Knox.
1: Darren Fells. Yeah, that's actually Christian's
0: <laughs> start of the week at tight end. Yes, it that's is. That's definitely, if you, pre- if you spend up everywhere else, he's one of the cheapest tight ends, has just as good as looks as a lot of people. So he's definitely definitely a shot for the week. And I did Dawson Knox just because he, he can score a touchdown and get four catches. And I just continue to bring up Luke Wilson until we see what happens this week kind of thing. I don't think he. I think at most he gets sixty percent of Disley's looks, but even that can probably be a little bit of value at the cheapest amount. But I'm you got to pay up this week. It for me, it's either Fells or pay up.
2: Yeah, if if I'm going down low, it's definitely Fells. So I think I think my pool is probably three players. It's gonna be Cooper, Andrews, and Fells, and maybe if I'm getting frisky in a tournament this is like a a George Kittle spot because everybody's just going to click on Ingram's name or just want to pay down for, for Hooper. So Kittle's ownership is probably going to be pretty low. And um, like, if we, if we really do think that San Francisco is going to run it up, like he's really their only passing option other than, you know, like breed out of the backfield.
0: Yeah. And Debo Samuel's banged up this week. So it's pretty much down between uh, Goodwin, Kittle and Pettis. And the running backs, so I don't think I think they lean on running backs this game and Kittle and it, Ingram's kind of scary because we haven't seen him with Golden Tate and Barkley, all three of them together. Obviously, they don't have Shepard uh, this week to make it even worse to try and call. But everyone on that team pretty much gets their work done in the middle, so I'm not quite sure who gets what, and I would rather take a week and look then spend up and then maybe only get a decent play. Yeah. I think long-term it's
1: actually going to help Ingram because I, like Sean mentioned, he's probably their best deep threat now, which is crazy um, at the tight end position. So I think he's going to be running a lot of deep, deeper routes here once, once they get Shepard back and Tate hopefully stays in the lineup. Yeah. Um, all right, so if we lock Mark Andrews in, that puts our average remaining at 5,100, and we have five spots to go. So uh, <laughs> we're not looking too nice there, but I know that there's quite a few values that, that I was looking at at the wide receiver position. Um, I do think we could spend up for one more guy, and that's probably about it. So, Randy, what are you thinking for wide receivers this week?
0: Well, I mean... You can spend up on all of these guys. I know Julio's ownership's going to just continue to go down now that the Rams have Ramsey. Obviously, he's going to play, but at best, it's just going to be shadow coverage. He definitely doesn't have the trust with the safeties yet, and he also hasn't played in a month. He's been sitting out with his injury.
1: Of oh, sorts. you think he's healthy now?
0: I mean, he's healthy enough to run, but it's not like he's covering... A low end receiver he's covering one of the most talented guys ever, so it's not like Julio can't get his work, but I understand people going away i uh, I know Michael Thomas can get it all the targets possible this week, but also Chicago knows that, and they knew that with Waller two weeks ago, and they tried their best to keep him out of the game entirely. He still obviously led the team in tar- in catches and everything but and Thomas will do the same but I just don't see a blow-up game. Cooper Cup's increased in price because obviously he has to. <laughs> Even though he had a bad game, he's got up against Atlanta, and that's just a givey. Give me a week for any receiver and quarterback. Let's hope Goff doesn't break that streak. Uh, <laughs> Hopkins could have his blow-up game, but I like going down more to Lockett, Diggs area. Uh, obviously, of those two, I'd rather have Lockett, but... I know Humphrey has the last three weeks against good receivers. He's gone inside the slot, so I assume he does that again, and that may be a bit of a shutdown. So I'm more likely paying down all the way, and I know T.Y. Hilton is one of the best values I've ever seen for him, but everyone else also sees that. So same thing. <laughs> he's, he's got one of the highest ownerships, I think the highest wide receiver ownership of the week. So, for me, I like him and Galladay. I don't know if you guys want to touch on any more, touch on those guys.
2: Yeah, I think the sweet spot uh, this week is probably from, like, the 6,000 to the 5,000 range. Um, A bunch of guys in that range just jump out to me. Robert Woods, 5,900. Like you said, that just matchup against Atlanta is a gimme. And granted that Jared Goff's not out here looking like John Stockton this week throwing bounce passes, you know. (laughs) Like last Seriously. week, like, last week was brutal. So yeah, it was bad. Um, if Marquise Brown does play, hope like if he actually does play, he is going to be an awesome tournament option. Nobody's going to be on him, especially after all the injury news that came out this week. Um, we know that that Seattle defense isn't great. You talked about it with about Mark Andrews. They've historically been bad covering tight ends, but this isn't your father's seattle defense or whatever they've been for the last decade it's just not <laughs> yeah. so yeah. no marquise brown would be a good option if he plays john brown 5500 uh that guy like i said i'm a josh allen guy and what's josh allen good at throwing that ball over the mountains john, <laughs> brown, john brown is gonna go go run under it and catch it
0: so um, he may not know what part of the mountain he's hitting on the other side, <laughs> but he's he's definitely throwing it over. Yeah, but damn it, it's going over there. So um,
2: I, I really do like Calvin Ridley this week as well. So uh, yeah. if they do decide to uh, obviously shadow Julio, I believe that Ridley is going to be probably one of the biggest benefactors of that. So um, yeah, those guys right there. I'm probably not going to touch any of the the, uh, the Packers wide receivers. Valdez Scantling, no go for me. Um, if Christian Kirk does play, um
0: maybe it it all yeah, depends. There's a bit of a price difference between Fitzgerald and him on uh DraftKings. Yeah. So if you if he is in, he's gonna be full go. Uh Kingsbury said that he's not letting Kirk play until he's hundred percent. So if he if he shows up, you know he's ready, and if he's ready and at that price, he's definitely good look. I mean, I, I know you brought up uh, Brandon Cooks in different discussions with us. Uh, I I hope it's his blow-up game. I really do for him. I just don't really know what's going to happen. And there's uh, – Christian, do you have any more, like, cheap, cheap options for people? I don't know if we personally will do that, or I know I do in some lineups, but anything you got there? So they're not necessarily cheap, cheap,
1: but they're cheaper. Um, Auden Tate, who's been a target monster the last couple of weeks – He's only 4500 That's an option we could look at. Dante Pettis, who we just kind of touched on. I mean, I don't love picking any San Francisco wide receiver, but if I'm picking one, it's going to be Pettis this week. Um, Hunter Renfro is intriguing to me at 4100 I don't know that I'd be confident in that, though. And then one person that I know a lot of people are, are discussing is Anthony Miller. So – Because Allen Robinson is probably going to get the Lattimore matchup, it might be the Anthony Miller breakout, but it also might be the Taylor Gabriel game that we saw uh, earlier in the season, which, man, that blew my mind. But I I think it could be Anthony Miller's time. He seems to be healthy. Um, He's a good receiver. He had a crap ton of touchdowns last year. I don't know. Those are the cheaper guys I'm looking at. And then the last one would just be Alan Lazard because he's going to be a target hog. And he's 6'5 and can just truck people. So um, I'm not super interested in putting him in the lineup
0: unless we need to. Um, No. And uh, I just updated in the doc his percentage. He is now the highest owned receiver of the week at 35%. That's
1: Because people have
0: just been... Bang. and I and I put these percentages in at like 3 a.m. So by by 11 it turned up all the way to 35. It was at like 3 percent. Alan Lazard. Yeah, 35 percent. And I know Kumaro is a decent percentage too. Wow.
1: <laughs> See, I don't know how you can put that much faith in Aaron Rodgers this year. He he struggled to make De, uh, Devonte Adams productive when he was healthy.
0: Yeah. I, it's it's not a it's not a hard matchup. That's kind of what people are looking at. I, I Like you said, Raiders fan, but the Raiders are in the top third in the league in rush defense and the bottom third in pass for a reason. They can't cover anyone. And, I mean, it's sad, but it's what's going to happen. I, I think they limit. They don't limit. I think they can uh, put up a fight against their rush defense. And I, I don't know. I, I understand why people are pushing Lazard. He's been the talk of the week, especially even by the biggest fantasy people in the world, and I, I just don't want to do it, especially at this ownership percentage. It's ridiculous at this point. I mean, I'd rather go up to Pettis or Tate or Williams. That, that'd that be more my sweet spot.
2: So my favorite tournament option this week uh, is TK Metcalf at 4,800. Yeah. So especially yeah. with Disley now out. Um he was getting a lot of red zone and end zone targets. I believe he was second in end zone targets uh, going into this week. So um, 15% of the market share is gone now with Disley out. So somebody's going to have to soak up those targets. And the big body of DK Metcalf uh, seems to be the, likely, or the most likely option to, uh, to soak up some of those targets. So I like, I like him a lot. And one thing he's good at is just getting on the field and running real fast, real straight. So uh, you get one or two of those this game and he catches, uh, you know, a five yard jump ball in the end zone. You're looking good.
0: Yeah. And he's, his comeback routes are, his comeback routes are improving during the year and he definitely has the time because Wilson gets out of the pocket like no one else. So, I mean, I definitely like it. He's definitely getting increased everywhere and it's not, and it's not expensive. He's getting a good amount of air yards, so there's a lot of boom potential there at a cheap price. That's speaking that's of air why yards. I like. Yeah, that's why I like Mike Williams. Speaking of air yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember what rank he is, but I know last week he had like 180 air yard routes or so. It, it was ridiculous, and it's been like that for three or four weeks that he's played. It's it's getting kind of ridiculous and. They have a great chance to kind of explode early against the Titans. He does have the better matchup of the week of their receivers. Uh, he's way too big for <laughs> he's way too big for everyone on their secondary. I feel bad for them. I mean, it, if he gets one deep target, it's gonna be bad.
2: So juxtaposing like massive size to a to just a diminutive guy. What do you think about Demir Bird at $4,000? Um,
1: it's a if, shot. If I, Kirk's out. If Kirk's out, I don't mind it. It's kind of thin. It's thin.
0: <laughs> it's thin. It's, See, cr- yeah. it's it's thin, but it's a I mean, it's a rotation from other guys and I no one is really going to have him. So, if he hits at all, at that cheap of price, it's very, very helpful.
1: Yeah. My only argument to that would be why not spend up a uh, hundred dollars and get someone like Dante Pettis, who well, I don't know that I'd spend a hundred more dollars to get Dante <laughs> Pettis. But spend, I was gonna say <laughs> spend five hundred more dollars get on Tate. Someone who <laughs> you know is getting uh, <laughs> you know is getting those targets. Yeah. I mean Dante Pettis has been probably the most disappointing player for me this year, other than O. J. Howard. RIP, <laughs> dude. I am. I have gone down
2: the OJ Howard ship oh. this season. It so, has been yeah. awful.
1: I have him in Dynasty, so hoping someone trades him because nope. uh, <laughs> nope. sucks That's- for me. Um, okay, so <laughs> let's get back on track. Sorry. Um, let let's go ahead and pick one of the the top end guys first before
0: we get into some of these values, because I think we uh, will. Go ahead. I have one guy we kind of glossed over. Uh, actually, I don't think we mentioned him, DJ Chark. And Westbrook's kind of limited all week, and the Cincinnati defense is just so atrocious. And they keep having guys out every week. And, I mean, I like I said, Fournette could have up to 40 rushes, but that doesn't mean that uh, – Minshew doesn't throw at least 25 times and he's pretty much only throwing to Chark. Chark and Fournette. Um <laughs> I, I like it. So the the in DraftKings it shows
1: you how the the opponent plays against that position. And Cincinnati's actually the first ranked defense against wide receivers, but you have to dig into that a little bit. I mean they just came off a game against the Ravens, who have no receivers. Um, they've played a lot of teams that rely more heavily on their running back um, or those teams are just able to rely heavily on the running back because Cincinnati's so freaking bad at stopping the run. So the reason they're first is because of volume. It's Now, I'm not saying that that won't happen again this week with Leonard Fournette, one of the best running backs in the league, but Chark does have that touchdown upside that maybe some of these guys don't. I would be comfortable with him sliding into the lineup. <laughs> what do we want to do? <laughs> so let, let's slide in. Um, so I really uh, like Cooper Cup and Tyler Lockett. So let's pick between those two.
0: <laughs> Went right back up, huh? <laughs> well, we well, can I, come back down. We might still I, have enough money for out I for don't charge. know as I'm going Cup. No. I, I really do like Lockett this week, especially at the price, but... Because of the matchup, necessarily, I don't really like it. And I, I I truly believe they run a lot with Carson, which limits everything. He's only had two games that weren't like three or four catches. So, I mean, obviously those games were amazing. We, we hope we get that, but I just don't think we do this week. So, out of those, I'm going cup easy. What about you, Nathan? Yeah.
2: Yeah, Cup for me out of those two. And if we're actually trying to bring it back with somebody from Seattle, like I said, it'd probably
1: be DK Metcalf for me. Yeah, it wouldn't be smart to put Lockett and DK in the lineup. So <laughs> No, not at all. Not at all. Um, All right. So let's actually just go ahead and lock in Cup and Metcalf. Um, okay. That <laughs> brings our average remaining to 4,400. So – we're looking at some shots in the dark here. Well, um, not,
0: not necessarily because that also includes our defense. And if we don't go high cost, which we may have to, but if we don't go high cost, it gives us more money. Let's pick a defense
1: then. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dolphins,
0: 1,500. There it is. No, it is. no it's, <laughs> it's not the Jets. We're not doing the Dolphins. <laughs> The Jets, uh, the Jets were actually a decent chance this week. The three of them that are below Raiders, Redskins, and Dolphins, they don't. I mean, they really don't have a chance to have a really good week. Uh, they're going to get. God, I, I mean, I can't sacks. Not really, though. Uh, they they don't really get a lot of sacks. They they're still trying to figure out how to get all their pressure. They have they have a good front, but there's st- like. Cleland Farrell still isn't up to his game yet, obviously. And Mo Hurst, just, Mo Hurst, still, he's good, but he's not up to anywhere near dominant level. I'd rather go Colts if we're going cheap. See, I'd they, rather go Bengals, personally. Uh, I mean, Colts got Leonard back. I mean, they should be at least really good in the run game this week.
1: Nathan, what do you think?
0: Yeah, that Houston offensive line has been
1: low-key
2: pretty good the last couple weeks. They've been really... Uh, stepping up, keeping Watson upright. So uh, I know the Colts really can put the pass rush on, and what everybody knows about the Texans is that Deshaun's going to take a bunch of sacks because he runs around a bunch. But uh, I'm not necessarily sure that's going to come to fruition this week. But, I mean, I love seeing t- like team defenses at 1500 Like Yeah, what
0: the heck, right? I, is- I, I never... I last year, it seemed like it stopped at like 2,100 and now we're all the way to 1,500. That's ridiculous. I'm
2: waiting for DraftKings to put somebody in just uh, like triple digits when it gets to like 900 or below. And then I want to see the ownership numbers on actually like who goes to that. But that'll that'll
0: be the next time the Dolphins play the Patriots.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But the, the Dolphins like it. It kind of intrigues me. I mean, you said it yourself. Josh Allen will chuck the ball up, but he doesn't know where it's going. And as a it's Josh true. Allen fan, what's he good at? He's good at throwing it a long way, and he's good at throwing it to the other team and having him return it for <laughs> touchdowns. So Very if true. they get if they get one, and and they get and rack up two or three sacks, like yeah, who cares if they give up twenty points? They're still. Gonna I start.
0: mean, uh, yeah. Sorry to cut you. The only. <laughs> My only thing is the only decent matchup they've had all year was last week against Washington, and they they got you one point. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the Bills are just a little bit better than Washington, at least. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're no, I, you're you're right. You're right. And, and the Bills' lines much improved from last year, so I don't think the Dolphins get anywhere near them. Really,
2: the the defense that I've kind of settled settled upon. Um, for tournaments this week um is the cardinals. So what do you guys think about that at twenty four hundred?
0: Well with with how much uh Daniel Jones wanted to throw to Gilmore last week, I'm sure he'll want to throw to Patrick Peterson this week every single play. And I mean with him back it may be better. My like I said earlier, my only thing is where the Giants really attack is the middle of the field and that's where Arizona forces you to attack, which is kind of not smart because they can't cover in the middle of the field at all. So I it, it's got a great chance. It's got a high upside for turnovers, I think. Uh, but I don't really think they get any kind of sacks here. The Giants' offensive line is pretty good. And with Saquon back, he may go off against a really bad – like they can't really stop the run. So that's the only part that really makes me nervous – well, I, I do understand for a low cost, they, they are a great chance of turnovers.
1: Yeah. One one thing I did want to say is I kind of wonder if they change their their scheme a little bit now that they have Peterson back. And I, I don't know necessarily know that they'll do that, but when you have a corner as good as Patrick Peterson coming back, they've got to create some type of turnover, right? Like they've got to force the ball to the outside or maybe – they put Patrick Peterson in the slot a little bit. I know he's never really played there, no. but, I mean, that's where they're getting beat So If they want to win games, it might not
0: be a bad idea. He's never played there, and it's his first game back, so you want him in the slot? Come on. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's the Cardinals. They're not winning. I mean, I mean the <laughs> Giants could be put somehow progressive for the first week ever and put Ingram out against him, and that's a matchup that Ingram's going to win for the most part, just, just throwing the ball up. I mean, obviously he's not going to out route and beat Patrick Peterson, but it would free up everyone else. I don't think they're going to do that because it's the giants. So uh, I mean, gross. Yeah, exactly. The, The
1: defense I'm actually looking at and probably putting in most of my lineups is the Tennessee Titans I know they're going against the Chargers. I know that the Chargers really? are pretty good, but Jeffrey Simmons is coming back this week. So Melvin Gordon al- – He's already coming back? He's activated. I don't know that he's playing, but he's he's activated. So yeah, I, th-
0: I thought he was like week 12 at best.
1: Yeah. I, I That's mean, incredible. I saw this morning that they activated him. So I don't know they'll, they'll play him. I don't know what kind of work he's been getting, but, I mean – even if not, it's the Titans' defense. They've been pretty good. Um, they're averaging nine fantasy points a game, which is around. I mean, if they get nine and a half or so, that's value.
0: So, I for me, I I think it's kind of hard to avoid the Bears this week. I don't know how they priced them at three thousand. I, I maybe I do kind of understand if they had Kamara – and they were on full go like two weeks to go with their score. But they didn't score a lot last week. They had kind of a bad day. I know Michael Thomas is still going to do Michael Thomas things. But unless Latavius Murray runs for like 150 yards and two touchdowns, I think the Bears have a pretty good shot to score at least a decent amount and at such a low price this week for some reason. I mean, they've scored so much this year being the top price defense i don't I don't oh, know you've
1: probably just sold the bears to me for most of my lineups, actually, because <laughs> I didn't realize that they were so cheap.
0: yeah <laughs> you, you, you thought think? they were on buy again because they weren't the top team. You're scrolling. And <laughs> right?
1: Nathan, what do you think about the bears? Uh,
0: I like the bears.
2: they're obviously a good defense, but the one thing that I look for in um, DFS defenses is I just want a defense that's gonna go up against as, as many pass options or pass opportunities as possible. So the the more pass opportunities that my defense sees, the better chance they have at sacks, the better chance they have at uh, interceptions, taking them back to the house for, for, you know, touchdowns. So that's why I really like the the defenses, like the Cardinals, the Giants, and the Rams. So that, that range for me is like the wheelhouse. I actually do like the Saints. Like if I was going to pick a defense in that Bears-Saints game, I would pick the Saints because uh, I don't care if it's Trubisky or Chase Daniel back there. Uh, it's not good. Yeah, they're
0: they're not great. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Well, go, going by your I, obviously the top three kind of fit your uh, logic there as well. Uh, but I mean, because Buffalo should be up early. Yeah, and they have a good defense. San Francisco has a top three defense, and they're going to be up early. And the Jaguars should be up early. And the uh, Bengals, pretty much all they do is throw. So. I mean, I I have no problem picking any of those, but if we're paying down, I kind of agree. I kind of agree with you on the Saints aspect because I do think they try and shut off Robinson, and I'm not sure they get the running game fully going over there for Chicago. So I, I do like it.
2: It's a pun, it's a punt play. I mean, defense is yeah, so volatile anyway. It's just yeah, you never know. Like you could. That's why when I choose these defenses, you can pay up for the bills. But like, how many like how many weeks are the bills going to just drastically outscore one of those other defenses, like the Cardinals or the Giants? Are they really going to? Is there going to be like a twenty point gap between them from from week to week? But you're taking like a two thousand dollar discount, and at, this week I feel that I need that two thousand dollars somewhere else to allocate yeah. in my lineup.
0: Yeah, I I think we should go with the Saints because. Looking at it more, their lowest scoring output is five, and that's kind of – well, the price also, but that's also one of the reasons we leaned towards the Jets last week is they give you a decent floor even against really good teams. And, I mean, they scored five and six points against the Rams and Tampa Bay respectively, and those are teams that just threw the ball a ton those, those weeks. So I think they give you a safe floor and at a decent price. I, I think we go with that. Let's do it. So that bumps our average remaining player uh or,
1: or average remaining salary per player to five thousand two hundred, which still isn't great, but there are a lot of guys in that that range. Um so looking at it, Calvin Ridley, uh, 5300 Christian Kirk, like we talked about, five thousand. Uh Mike Williams, forty six hundred, Mosanew, forty six hundred, Autumn Tate again, forty five hundred. What are you guys thinking?
0: Nathan, you got you got kind of a preference.
2: Um, I, it depends. Are we are we trying to get the the buy low air model, air, air yards model going here? Because if, if that's the case, Mike
0: Mike Williams, I, pop it. Listen, <laughs> you, you don't have to sell me on Mike Williams. I I'm loving. I'm I'm playing him everywhere this week. I'm fine with starting him here. Um, and it gives us a little bit of a price up at the flex. So I'm fine with it. Oh god. Oh no. <laughs> I just saw the number price and I know who the top of that number is. Yep. So the yep. flex number is fifty eight hundred. Christian, have you pulled that up yet?
1: Yeah, I sure have.
0: Oh crap. You wanna, <laughs> you, wanna you wanna you wanna try and convince me here, bud?
1: To put Derrick Henry in the lineup, is that what you're mm-hmm. talking about? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Alright. Um this is his breakout week, man. Oh you know, my! You know as well as I do. It's
0: six weeks in a row. So, six weeks so. in a row with you.
1: <laughs> Listen, Derrick Henry. I talked about it on Thursday or Monday. I don't remember when. He Every had, show, yeah, Every probably show. because Sean loves to beat the dead horse. That you guys are going to get to slap me in the face, but um, Derrick Henry has a string of three to four weeks where he just absolutely sucks, and that's. We're currently on the third or fourth week where he's been pretty freaking bad. So it's got to be soon. I mean, and I can't imagine that his ownership is going to be high because he's sucked so bad and made me <laughs> put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> oh
0: my God. You made a slap it over the guy, and then you automatically, he sucks. I hate him so much. No, he doesn't suck. suck.
1: Because I still think he will finish top 12 because of <laughs> weeks like this week where he has three touchdowns.
0: My only concern with Derrick Henry is if the Chargers get up early. It's the same thing with Josh Jacobs. Um, they're going to keep using him, but they're going to have to stop at a certain point. Whenever they're passing, they pretty much take him off the field, except for a lucky play against the Browns. So, I mean, he this could be a big week. I don't think he's bad this week at all. I think he's, I think he's probably top 16 at least. I'm going to be honest with you, though. I wouldn't
1: play Derrick Henry. With <laughs> <these two games. laughs> so Kenny Galladay's sitting there at 5,800. Okay. And we saw what Alshon <laughs> was able to do against the Vikings. Like you've got to play Kenny Galladay, right? Like, am I wrong, Nathan? What do you think?
2: No, I think you're right. And um, <laughs> it's, it's actually good that we didn't have another hundred dollars to spend because then we would have just been like lock into a Hilton. just like everybody else. Yeah. So right. it's like, it's like a natural pivot off of Hilton. So, um, Galladay is, uh, I love Galladay personally. Uh, the, the lions are actually, I think they're second in, uh, deep pass throws this year. So they're not just, you know, trying to grind it out and, and run it. Like most people think they are with Patricia at the helm. So I like holiday in this spot. What do you think, Randy?
0: I like it. He's getting pretty much nine targets a week. He had a really good game last week off of just five catches. Uh, and that's against Green Bay, who's definitely a better secondary than Minnesota. I, actually, I don't know if I'd say that in total, but Alshon Jeffrey did whatever he wanted against them last week pretty much. So and I Kenny, like it. Kenny Goldberg like
1: it. is basically the same receiver as Alshon, except younger and more nimble. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> honestly, like they have the same player type. Like if you threw him in Madden – I'm pr- pretty sure they would have the same player type, right? Like, uh, close, big no, dude, and so is Alshon, and they're just target target hogs. So yeah.
0: yeah, and that may be just the weakness for Xavier Rhodes. Maybe that just that art type of receiver is just what's going to get him, or maybe he's just on the he's deep not. But don't, don't say he's not. On, he's not on the. He's a good corner. He's a good corner.
1: No, I, don't get me wrong. I think that, but. All right, um, so that's our lineup. <laughs> Man. Way to be real excited about that one, bud. Well, I didn't realize that was the, the last one. I kind of forgot right. we talked for a little while. So um, going through it, Lamar Jackson at quarterback, David Johnson at running back, Josh Jacobs at running back, Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf, Mike Williams, Mark Andrews, Kenny Galladay, and the Saints defense. DraftKings don't sue us um
0: <laughs> well yeah i think i think we gave a decent amount of pivots we have three four payups no no no, just three of lamar jackson david johnson and cooper cup and i mean we definitely found some value just in this lineup we kind of created and then also i mean it, it i've it's given me a little bit more uh temptation to change some other lineups which is probably not good for me knowing my history So,
1: (laughs) Yeah, Randy and I love to tinker. Um, (laughs) You you and every other DFS player. Yeah, exactly. It's not only DFS, man. I changed one of my season-long lineups five times in the last two days.
0: Yeah, well, it's because you don't listen to us. You're right. Should I play Robbie Anderson? Yeah, play him. Gets 25. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't play him. Yeah, exactly.
1: Now I'm playing Tyler Boyd and carry on. but I'm sitting Calvin Ridley. And after this conversation, like I'm thinking I probably should play Calvin Ridley. I don't know, man. You're I'm ridiculous, nervous. man. I'm so nervous. It's not even a money league. <laughs> Those are the worst. <laughs> I run my sister's
2: work league for, her, and yeah. it's, it's a 16 team league. There's no money involved at all, but it's for a bunch of pharmacists. And I put more time into that league than any other league that I play in.
1: <laughs> There's yeah.
0: nothing on the line.
1: Right. It's crazy. It's just pride.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> I did the same thing with helping my sister last year. This year she didn't uh, really ask me any questions. So I kind of gave up and they're not doing it for money this year. So it's kind of hard, but <laughs> after, after some of those picks, I kind of gave up. She, she asked the, one of the only questions she asked me is if she should draft Marshawn Lynch late. And then I quit texting her after I said, no, please God, no.
1: <laughs> Marshawn Lynch, Jesus Christ. All right. On that note, let's get out of here. Um, just remember to like share subscribe to us apple podcast google spotify all of the above make sure you click that link that's in the description um, and help out with the fundraiser um, we want to drive as much traffic as we can that way and and we want to see a lot of profit from that um, for the kid and his family so uh, we're hoping that you guys will please click that link and then share this episode yeah. Again, every listen, we're gonna put some money towards that fundraiser. So, um, Nathan, do you have anything to close out before we go?
2: No, I just want to say thanks again, guys, for having me on and um, you know really helping promote this. It's a great cause. We can't say thanks enough. So, uh, enjoyed enjoyed being on, boys. Let's uh, maybe do this again in the future.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Thank you yes. so much for coming on. For sure. Um, and we'll definitely be in touch about doing some more episodes, especially oh, yeah. the, the DFS episodes where Sean's too afraid to post. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah. Randy, do you have anything
0: else? No. I, we're going to keep tweeting out the link for this fundraiser because that's really – I honestly, the actual listens, I really could care less than about this week. I only care about them. I, I want to donate as much as possible. I, I really think this is a good cause, and I hope we can help as much as possible uh how, how long does the fundraiser going for nate uh it's going
2: till the 27th so we're working okay. we're working with the local company so if we get enough traffic we could probably get them to hold off a little bit on that just to keep it going a little bit longer so the more the more clicks the more orders we get the better chance we have of doing that so right.
0: yeah well definitely. I, I, yeah we'll, I, I, well then we can keep uh keep adding the link and some tweets throughout the weeks just we'll keep in touch with you to keep uh the knowledge of how long we're going but i have no problem sharing this as much as possible thank you yeah. guys so much
1: yeah and i mean that's that's seven days away maybe we look at uh talking about it in the next couple of episodes too and maybe we we transfer yeah. the the listens to all three of our episodes this week if a week starts on sunday
0: um yeah well- We'll, we'll bring that up to Sean because we didn't bring up the first idea to him. So we already said we were doing it. So maybe we should ask him again. But
1: <laughs> but that's okay. Sean can stay in the blue because he's afraid of DFS, right? So
0: Exactly.
1: All right. So make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at The Cut FFL. We are also on Facebook. And now I forgot to mention this at the beginning. We are now on Instagram. Same at The Cut FFL um so we'll be posting a lot of selfies and and some nice pics
0: we we are no we don't don't live next (laughs) to each other christian it's true my Uh, instagram hasn't had a picture uploaded in like three years i I don't know (laughs) good thing i'm not in charge but i guess but
1: my personal one is just my dog the last like five pictures dakota Yeah, it's it's just my dog and not even my girlfriend just just my dog (laughs) Just important things. Sorry, Nikki. (laughs) Right. All right. Once again, thank you, Nathan, for joining us tonight. Um, That'll do it for us. Make sure you like and share. Peace.